Welcome to another edition of Papa's Perspective, brought to you by Bob's Discount Furniture, part of the Giants Huddle podcast. So every week when the Giants go on the road or they play a home game, we try to look at a game against the opponent that the Giants had from the past. So the Giants don't have a lot of games in Miami against the Dolphins, but one came to mind, and it was 1993. The Giants win in Miami. Phil Simms was the quarterback of the Giants at that point in time, and he joins us here on the Popper's Perspective podcast. Phil, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Bob, thanks for having me on. We talked about this game, and I said, yes, I remember that, but I didn't remember as much about the plays as I usually do. And what did I tell you? The one thing I remembered was Dan Reeves had all these quarterback sneaks in the game plan every week. I mean, literally a box of just six different quarterback sneaks. And I just remember running one down there, maybe two or whatever, and I went – man, we got to stop this because I'm getting killed running these quarterback sneaks. <laughs> but I just know we won. And we played a preseason game down there that year in the rain, which was um, uh, different too. 1914 was the final score. Um, you had thrown a 20-yard touchdown pass to Howard Cross in the football game. Wow. Uh, David Treadwell kicks a field goal. They got a Tony Martin touchdown late in the game to make it close. I remember Lawrence Taylor. Steve DeBerg threw for like 345 yards in the game because Marino didn't play. LT, I think, blew up the guy's face mask. And yes. lo and behold, Doug Peterson was a rookie. Now the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars had to come off the bench. I think he went one for two in the football game. But you were a little disappointed you didn't get a chance to go against Marino, right? Oh, yes, very much. That offseason, I was down in Florida, and I was playing golf, I think, with Dan Marino, John Elway, and Mark Rippon. And, you know, all good golfers. But we, somewhere along the line, we came up with the, hey, you know, Dan goes, we're playing you guys this year. I said, yeah, I know. And I said, you know, you can't beat us. And he, he really got upset at me for saying that. I just, so I was really looking forward to it. I thought, man, it's going to be great. Because when you play down in Miami, if the weather's not just brutally hot, you love it as a quarterback because, it the football it just feels great down there the humidity everything about it so I was looking forward to that and uh, having that contest against Dan and everything but hey winning's winning so it wasn't uh, I could accept the fact that we won the game well I mean and you did crush them in 1990 at Giant Stadium when they came up That's right you guys completely outplayed now in this game Phil I know it's a long time ago but yeah you, know, you were 17 of 24. For 257 in the football game wow. with a touchdown, that. no interceptions, passer rating of 119. Um, as the elder statesman of that team, obviously that was Dan Reeves' first year as head coach. You guys went on to have a great year, and you nearly were the number one seed. What was it like after being in one system and one style of play for so long to have this whole new, different kind of viewpoint of things? Well, you know, I've said many times that year I had with Dan Reeves, it was really special to me, and I really got along with him great. And I think we both were trying to make this relationship work and all that. It was, I got to be honest, it was refreshing to learn a whole new offense, new verbiage, and everything else like that. I mean, I, I really, I loved it. And that offseason was, I you, you have energy because you've called plays the same way my whole career for 14 years. And all of a sudden, we got this totally different language, and it was fun learning it. And, man, he expects you to learn, like, every play by heart. In other words, I had to know every play on the game plan 
it's not like it is now. We didn't have 275 plays ready for the game, but we, you know, we had our share. And that was kind of fun too, because it was a challenge every week to go in the room, get quizzed and know everything and all that. But um, you know, that team, as you know, Bob, I it's it's uh brings back a lot of good memories because nobody thought we were gonna be any good. I'm not sure I thought we'd be really anything, but we just it was a year where a lot of stuff happened in a good way. That's a good example down there in Miami, playing everything, kind of doing really well and just finding a way to win. And uh, that's what that year was about. Yeah, it kind of reminds me, too, of the game in Chicago, I think, um, when you guys won and uh, Lawrence got the ceiling sack. You had an interesting blend of players on that team because Coach Reeves comes in, he wants to bring in some of his guys, but there's still the Super Bowl champion giants that are there like Lawrence and yourself and Mark Collins had an interception in that game you know Howard Cross had been part of your championship season in 1990 so it was kind of an interesting mix of new guys but then true giants that understood what it took to win a championship yeah it was and and uh it, it blended together which was really cool and you know too that was kind of different too all the guys that came in that Dan brought in, you know, Mark Jackson was a wide receiver for us. And, oh, I'm blanking right now on the big, tall kid, wide receiver, played at UCLA who got hurt. During Mike the- Sherrard. Oh, my gosh. When Mike Sherrard went down, it, it I almost cried that night because he was so different. I mean, big, you know, I'd throw passes and go, oh, oh, he caught it. And, you know, those are <laughs> – that's – you caught it. That was a really bad throw, but he made it look so easy. And then, of course, you know, he could catch the ball and score. And uh, but he was awesome. And yeah, it was it was really interesting, too, that Dan Reeves had a way of teaching a play that we had with the Giants. Well, I was taught to do it this way. He wanted to teach me another way. And I got to be honest, I just couldn't break the habit. And we were playing down the Washington Redskins at the time. And I threw a couple of passes and when the game is over in the locker room, we get ready to leave. He goes, Phil, I give up. We're going to do it your way. And I'm going to give you so many opportunities with these plays. And I just went, Oh, wow. Okay, great. It's, you know, but he got that game. I read it the way I always did. And I was hitting big plays and he goes that that was really like one of the fun moments. He just goes, I give up. Don't you worry. I'm going to design a lot of plays. And what that play would be this one. You'll remember Aaron Pierce against the Cowboys the last game of the year, going up the seam. That's what it was all about. We were a big seam-throwing team. He wanted me to read the wide receiver to the inside guy, and I go, I just can't do that, and I couldn't break the habit. But, man, we hit a lot of those seams that year again, like we always did with uh, Bill Parcells as head coach. And Aaron Pierce, I think it was our very first play in the game. I threw it to him. He caught it, big run, and unfortunately at the end of the run – where was it? You got a great memory. About the 20-yard line? Yeah, about the 20-yard line. 20-yard line, he fumbled it, and, you know, I don't know if that cost us a game or not, but uh, it's just kind of part of what Dan Reeves did to kind of make me happy sometimes, too. Well, even in this game in Miami uh, that you guys wound up winning, Aaron Pierce um, in the ball game wound up having – let me get the numbers here. He had three catches for 98 yards, including a 54-yarder, so – Oh. Uh, he was kind of a, a souped up, a potentially could have been a souped up version of a Bavaro, right? In the sense of he really was gave I, you more speed, but did a lot of the same things. Yeah, he was really. I, I was always fascinated by his talent and 
should have taken advantage of it more. You know, the other one on that team, I, you and I talked about whenever a while ago was Chris Callaway. You know, why was he tough? And he could, he literally, he didn't catch the ball. He snatched it out of the air. He's like, his both hands just go up and pull it down. And the, the play I remember there, opening game of the year down in Chicago, where it's third and long and we take a delay a game because I didn't want to waste a timeout. So I said, no, I'm not calling timeout. Let's take the delay game. It was third and long, last drive of the game. And I threw an end cut to him and I went, oh my gosh. Oh, he caught it. <laughs> and, uh, Got a big first down, and we went down and scored to win the game. But, uh, yeah, he was hmm, a great competitor and just one of those guys on a team that we don't pay enough attention to what they really mean to the outcome of so many games. Going back to this Miami game, the game was played on December the 5th. Right. Uh, you guys went into the game with an 8-3 and three record. They're 9-2 and two going into the game. At wow. this point in time, as you get into December – are you getting a sense now that this team and you guys found a way to kind of grind out this win? Um, are you getting a sense now with this team that we can really be special, you know, as, as you got to nine and three and what was a 16 game schedule, obviously at the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I did. I just thought we got a little karma. We knew how to play the games. We knew we weren't going to go out there and beat you, you know, 35 to 20 or something like that. We managed the game right from the start, just like I probably did a lot of my career under Bill Parcells and Ron Earhart. Well, maybe Bill Parcells, Ron, it was up to him. We'd go and score as many as possible. But, uh, but yeah, I did get that sense. We got on the bus one game. It was in New Orleans. We got on the bus after a night game down there, and I was sitting across from a coach, and he just goes, hey, he goes, do you think that we can really do this? And I said, Absolutely. Hell, we've already played all the good teams. We know we can. He goes, and you know, it was just interesting how the coach said to me, "Is this real?" Or and I said, you know, so I said, absolutely, yes, it's real. And uh, we knew we went out to Arizona, got beat, but you know why? Because nobody cared. Because all we could think about was the last game of the year against the Dallas Cowboys. So, right, because that that was the game for the not only the that was the number one seed game. Whoever wins everything. that game gets the number one seed. And the way everything kind of unfolds, everybody would have had to come to you instead of you having to go to San Francisco. Well, you know, we're standing on the sideline. They're going out for the coin flip of the overtime against the Dallas Cowboys. Bart Oates is sitting, standing next to me. He goes, so what do you think? And I said, if we win this game, I said, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. He goes, well, if you lose, I said, we're in trouble. <laughs> and he, goes, <laughs> he looked at me like, oh, yeah, because I knew going on the road and trying to beat San Francisco and Dallas both on the road. That probably wasn't going to happen. I was just being realistic. But I've told this story many times. After after that game and coming back in the locker room, sitting down, everybody's kind of gone, and just a few of my teammates were there. We all sat around and goes, wow. You know, there was a little bit of a satisfaction that we knew we played so well. And I, I don't want – yeah, we overperformed. And that's what we did. And uh, there was some satisfaction in that, knowing how we played so many good teams so close and lost an overtime game to the Dallas Cowboys. Bill, we appreciate a couple minutes. A little stroll down memory lane going back yeah. to 1993 in Miami with the Giants take on the Dolphins and you having a nearly perfect game in a big win against Miami to get to 9-3 and three on the season. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, Bob. Thanks for having me, man. 
Phil Sims joining us, talking about the Giants on the road against the Dolphins on this edition of Papa's Perspective, part of the Giants Huddle podcast, brought to you by Bob's Discount Furniture, the official furniture and madness partner of the New York Giants.